Do you have a story you want to send my way? Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below, and of course, thank you. This happened to me yesterday, and I'm still processing it. To preface, I live in northern Wisconsin in an area that has a large Ojibwa population. One thing I've learned from living there is if a native tells you something is wrong, you listen to them. They've been here longer than us, and they know what's going on. I'm 16 female and a junior in high school. Last night was my junior prom, and I went with my boyfriend. Because of COVID, prom was hosted by parents a couple towns over at a town hall. We had to drive, and my boyfriend picked me up. The highway that leads to this town is desolate and runs straight through the forest. It's about 15 miles long. This wood be fine, but then we entered this specific area on the highway. I'm a pretty level-headed person. I don't scare easily. When we entered this area, I felt nothing but pure terror. We were surrounded by nothing but woods, and I felt like I was being hunted. There were these garbage bags on the side of the road, The first garbage bag was on the left side of the road. I pointed it out to my boyfriend, and he said that someone probably dumped it there so they wouldn't have to pay for garbage pickup. I believed him, until he came upon two more garbage bags a couple miles down the road. They were on opposite sides of the road, equal lengths apart. I shrugged it off. Then equal distances away, there were two more garbage bags. This continued for the remainder of the stretch of the road, until the end where there was a single garbage bag now on the right. I told my boyfriend that the road was giving me a weird vibe, and he did his best to calm my anxieties. He thought I was worried because the road had a fast speed limit, 65 to 70, but it wasn't a fear like that. It was a primal fear. Something there above me on the food chain. Everything was fine until we left the dance. Pulling out of the parking lot, there was a cop. The cop pulled onto the highway leading to this road when they saw us coming. They didn't use a turn signal, which was illegal. The cop started acting very weird while in front of us. They were swerving, kept hugging the line... And then right before we reached the road, the cop, with no warning, I may add, just stopped and did a U-turn not even 50 feet from our car and hauled ass off the road. No sirens, no lights, and not even a freaking turn signal. My boyfriend and I were weirded out. It didn't help that this road was pitch black and the only light was his car's crappy high beams. We then entered the road, and, again, I was terrified. After passing the first garbage bag, the sense of primal fear returned. I wanted out. I started shaking and crying, 
and again my boyfriend did his very best to comfort me. He suggested pulling over until I calmed down, but I refused. In that moment, I was sure that if we pulled over, we would die. I just kept repeating the phrase, something's not right here. He then stepped on the gas. Being 9.30 to 10 at night, we were the only ones on the road. Off in the distance behind us, we saw a glowing pair of LED brights. They were pulling up on us fast. And might I keep you in mind that the speed limit here was 65 to 70. And this car was going at least 85 to 90. And this driver was none other than the cop from before. And this cop, again, no sirens or lights, sped right past us and off into the distance. Something in my gut told me that whoever was in that car was feeling the same way that I was. Nothing changed for a bit. My boyfriend talked me down, and I was calm. But then suddenly, I felt that terror again. It was stronger than ever. I started having a panic attack and screaming. I was crying and begging my boyfriend to leave because something was wrong. Then I looked out my window, and I saw them. There were five to ten little creatures coming out of the woods. One of them looked me right in the eyes, and I knew this thing was a predator. They were a bit larger than a raccoon and walked on all fours, completely hairless. They looked humanoid and wrinkled. Imagine the top half of the Fuji mermaid, but larger and not dried out. Another way to describe them... It would be a smaller version of the rake. They had eyes that reflected the light or that glowed in the dark. They were skinny and frail looking. I screamed and I begged my boyfriend to keep driving. He obliged and did. Eventually, we left that road and got back to a more populated area of the highway. He pulled over and began to comfort me. I was having a panic attack. I tried to tell him what it was I saw, but I just couldn't. I told him that I saw a malformed raccoon, and he just laughed it off. We returned to my house, and I was terrified. I had explained to my mother that something was wrong with that road. She shrugged it off, but allowed my boyfriend to stay the night, which made me feel better that he didn't have to leave and got to stay at my house away from the woods and those things. My dad, whom we told about the cop, said the cop was just trying to rouse us, that he was hoping that we would make a mistake and they could ticket us for it. I'm not sure if that's true. I called my best friend today. My BFF is Ojibwa, who practices the beliefs and cultures. When we were talking, I couldn't help but spill... I told her about the creatures in the woods, and the cop, and the trash bags. She sounded worried. She said the trash bags were most likely from people who volunteer to clean the highways, which I can agree with. They were clear bags, I could see trash in them. She was worried more so about the creatures. She started asking me questions. She asked if I was on my period, 
She asked about the spiritual healing practice my mother takes me to. She asked about if I had tried to contact a spirit, or if I tried to play with something dead. I told her about the natural healing. My mother has me doing NAET for my allergies, and that I hadn't tried to play with the dead. I told her that that day was the day after my period had just finished. She told me in a concerned voice that the NAET may have opened my third eye, and that those creatures may have been attracted to me because of my period. She told me that she was going to give me sage, and that I needed to use it. She asked me to redraw what I saw, and I did. I sent the picture to her. She said it was weird, but that I should be safe. I'm still shaken up. Those things wanted me and were out for blood. I don't think I'll ever go there again. I live a few minutes outside of the city limits, so I'm out in the country with a few neighbors that aren't all that close. My family and I keep to ourselves, so there's no possible way for anyone to be walking around the surrounding fields. And this happened a few weeks ago. The sun was beginning to set when I let my dog outside for the night. I stood out on the front porch watching her when I saw this coyote laying low in the field, most likely waiting for the opportune moment to attack my unsuspecting dog. I whistled for her to come back to the porch. She's very obedient for her age, but I was relieved that she had done her business so quickly. We went back inside the house, I gave her a treat, and she laid beside me in her bed until about 10 o'clock that night. The house was pretty quiet while I was watching TV. That was until I heard the coyotes starting their yelping. They sound like women screaming, and it's scary as hell when you're not expecting it. I shrugged it off after realizing what was happening outside, and resumed watching my show. I had fallen asleep at some point, and was woken up to something loudly banging on the screen door to my porch. I checked the clock by the door, and it read 1130 I got up from my couch, stretched, and went to the front door where I peeked through the blinds, just to see a dark figure running its finger-like things down the glass. I was completely weirded out about whatever the hell that thing was, so I switched on the porch light to watch something resembling a coyote running down the stairs of my porch. I shut the light back out, sat down on my couch again, and waited for any other sounds, but I was not expecting to hear a loud, demonic-sounding yelp like a coyote. I hesitated for at least a good half hour before working up the nerve to grab a flashlight, as well as my small gun that I keep in case the coyotes do come for my dog one day, and proceeded to unlock the front door. I slowly stepped out onto the dark front porch, locked the screen door, and eyed every inch of the surrounding fields when something tall stood up in the middle of the field to the right of my house. I remember feeling my eyes widen at the shape of the thing. It looked like a coyote, but it wasn't. 
It was taller, huskier, and a hell of a lot scarier sounding. There was no regular coyote in sight. I shined my flashlight over every possible inch of those fields, and I couldn't find any form of life aside from whatever the hell that thing was. I said it's been a few weeks, yet I still sometimes hear that demonic yelping at night. And now I hear clawing at the windows in whichever room I'm in, whether the windows have blinds and curtains or not. I'm not sure what the hell that thing is, but... And I hate to say this, I believe... No, I know. This was my first encounter with a cryptid. And hopefully it'll be my last... For reference, I am a female, and this is something that happened to me about 26 years ago, when I was 22, and living with my mom and stepdad in a small community known as Juniper Woods Ranch, which sat just outside of a small town in Arizona. Juniper Woods Ranch got its name from the juniper trees that enveloped the landscape of the community. The roads at that time were unpaved and rough in certain spots, and when it rained, it was extremely difficult to get in or out because the creeks would flood and the red clay. Anyway, one day my friend Marilyn, who lived about two miles further up from where we lived, came over and asked me if I wanted to spend the weekend with her at her place, and if I wanted to go to Jerome with her the next day. I said yes, that sounds like fun, so I packed up some things and we got into her truck and drove off towards her house. Now, the further you get back into Juniper Woods, the more isolated and scarce the population becomes, and now you are surrounded by nothing but trees and silence. We got to her house and settled in, and we began to talk about different things that girls talk about. Later that evening, as she was cooking dinner, I decided I would go and explore around her property and just enjoy the quiet and beauty of my surroundings. The whole time I was outside, the air felt heavy, and I always felt like something was watching me. I just felt completely uneasy. Well, anyway... Later, we ate dinner, and she asked me if I wanted to watch a movie, and I said, sure thing. So, she asked me if I had ever seen the movie The Howling, and I told her, yeah, I think once. She said, great, that's the movie we're watching, and I go cool. She puts the movie in, and she goes into the kitchen to make us some popcorn and something to drink, and when she returned, she started the movie. We started watching it, and now I remember why I only watched it once. There's just something about the howling that unnerves me, and literally scares me to death. I don't know. Maybe it's the way it invokes almost raw and pure fear inside of me, and that's why I won't watch it. Even to this day, I still have nightmares. Well, after the movie was over, she said... We need to go to sleep. 
we've got a long and busy day tomorrow. And I said, okay, cool. We said goodnight and she went off to her room. Her house had four large windows in her living room, and they did not have curtains on them. As I laid on the couch, the light from the moon that hung high that night illuminated almost the entire room. Feeling myself dozing off, I rolled over, got comfortable, and covered my head. I don't know how long I laid there before I heard this low, guttural growl and heavy breathing. Thinking to myself, okay, you just watched a horror movie, and your mind is playing tricks on you, and I need to stop scaring myself. As I was trying to get comfortable, I heard the noise again. For whatever reason, I took my head out from under the covers, and I wished to God that I hadn't. Standing not but a few feet away, there was something very large, hairy, and staring at me with human-like eyes and intense anger. I quickly threw the covers back over my head and laid there frozen and shaking, just thinking at any time this creature was going to attack me and possibly kill me. Again, I don't know how long I laid there. When it seemed like it had moved closer to me, because its breathing and growling sounded closer and... I could feel its hot breath on me. The smell was overwhelmingly nauseating, and I fought back the urge to throw up. I took my head out from under the covers again, and it had moved closer, and I could just now make out what the creature looked like. This creature had to have stood over seven feet tall. It had a head and snout like a wolf and hair like a wire brush. Its arms were semi-long, and it had razor-sharp claws. Its legs looked deformed, and they didn't look like they should be able to hold that kind of weight or height. And its teeth? Oh, dear God, its teeth. They were long and yellow, and its mouth was dripping with drool. I tried to let out a scream, but nothing would come out. Frozen and unable to move... I just laid there staring at whatever the hell this thing was as it stared back at me. I don't know if it was from pure fear, but I must have passed out because the next thing I know, my friend Marilyn is waking me up and telling me that breakfast is done. She stops and looks at me and goes, Are you alright, hun? You don't look so good. I couldn't say anything, but... What she asked me next terrified me as much as the creature did. She asked me how I slept, and did I see anything scary last night. I don't know what it was, or if it was just my imagination. Was my friend Marilyn a skinwalker? <laughs> I don't know, because I never went back to stay the night at her house again. This story takes place at a church camp, which is sort of like a Christian summer camp, when I was eight years old. It started at night when I was trying to sleep. It was hot, and I felt like something heavy was sitting on my chest. 
Not like a weight, but like a hand. I could feel each individual finger pressing down, almost like it was trying to pierce my chest with its fingertips. When I opened my eyes, I was so scared that I almost burst into tears right then and there. But I felt like if I did, something even worse would happen. Not just to me, but to the other kids in the room with me as well. Instead, I just laid there in my bunk trying to keep it from knowing that I was awake. After a few hours, it stopped and left. What I saw when I opened my eyes was a tall, skinny figure with long arms. It had black eyes with red pupils that almost glowed in the dark. It had large hands with slender fingers and a mouth so wide that if it opened its mouth, it would look like a hole. When I woke up in the morning, I felt a burning sensation on my chest. When I looked, I saw red marks where the thing had touched me. Things were pretty much normal until the middle of the day, when everyone would go to the main building where we would all attend church and pray. While we were in the middle of the prayer, I opened my eyes to look up at the front of the room, and I saw the figure standing in front of me, and when I saw it, it put one hand over my mouth and then pushed the other hand into my chest. It didn't tear a hole into my chest, instead, it just went inside like it wasn't there, but I could still feel it inside my chest, its hand wrapped around my heart, not squeezing feeling, but a burning feeling, almost like a red-hot fire poker touching bare skin. I was crying the whole time, trying to pull its hand out of my chest, but I wasn't strong enough, and it only stopped after the prayer was over. It just disappeared and was gone, but I could still feel the burning sensation in my chest after we were done with church for the day. It continued like normal, like the thing was done doing what it needed to. After this incident, I never went back to church camp again, and I also stopped going to church because I never wanted to see that thing ever again, and to this day, I'm happy to say that I haven't seen it since. This happened to my brother and I in the summer of 1995. I was 24, and he was 22. We lived with our mom out in the open desert at a place called Whispering Ranch, which was about 10 to 20 miles in any direction from the nearest town. The roads weren't paved, and we did not have electricity or running water. Because of that, we had to haul our water in from town. The only means of light we had were kerosene lanterns and flashlights. One day, our mom asked us if we could walk down to her friend John's place and pick up some tools she needed for a project she was going to do the next day. We told her yeah, and then headed out across the desert. It took less time because John lived about a mile away. There would still be half a mile between us and the road to John's house. So, anyway, 
We get to John's and sit under the shade to drink some water while he goes and gets the tools for our mom. He comes back and gives us the tools. We put them down and decide to stay and visit a little because it was scorching. After the sunset, we realized it had gotten darker. The only means of light that we had was a flashlight. We told him we had to leave, so we grabbed the tools for our mom and said goodbye. We left and started to walk down the road. While walking home, we decided to cut across the desert to get home faster. We got halfway across the desert before it sounded like something was following us. At first, we didn't pay attention to it because out there, it wasn't uncommon to hear an animal at night. The further we walked, the sound of something breathing got closer and closer. My brother stopped and turned to see what was following us, and that was when he saw it. Two glowing red eyes staring at us. He tugged my arm, shushing me. He told me to move slowly, be quiet, and don't look back. I didn't listen to him. Turning around, I saw the eyes and screamed. We took off running towards our moms, and that's when it started chasing us. I ended up tripping, hitting my face on the ground. Between the night sky and our light, there was no telling where we were going. When I got up, I saw red eyes and I screamed for my brother. He came back and grabbed me, shoving the flashlight in my hand. We started running again and so did the thing chasing us. By this time, we were scared. There was nothing to protect us from whatever was chasing us. Somehow, for a brief moment, my brother and I got separated. And that's when I fell again, rolling over onto my back. I sat up pointing the flashlight in the direction of the animal, and that's when we saw what was chasing us. It was huge. I imagined if it stood, it would be about eight feet tall. It had long, shiny black hair, a snout like a wolf, long, sharp claws, and it smelled like rotten flesh. It snarled at us, looking with its dead, cold eyes. We were scared frozen in place at the sight of this. My brother snapped out of his trance, dragging me to my feet. We wasted no time running as the creature screeched at us with a horrendous force. The creature pursued us quickly. I could feel its hot breath in the back of my leg. I thought it was going to get me at any second. Just then, the light of a bonfire came into view. We ran towards it, Seeing my mom and my family members, we collapsed in front of them terrified, and for a few minutes, couldn't even talk. They looked at us in confusion, wondering what we were worked up about. When we told them what happened, nobody believed us. They laughed and called us chickens because they thought there was nothing to be afraid of. The next morning, I woke up and went into the kitchen. My mom looked at me, wide-eyed, in a shocked tone, she yells at me, Patricia, come here. What is that on the back of your leg? Confused, I replied, What do you mean, Mom? She points to my thigh. Look! On my right thigh are three 
large scratch marks, almost blood red. That night during the chase, it must have scratched me. I guess I didn't notice at the time due to the adrenaline rushing through me. Well, needless to say, we never walked out there after dark again. So, when I was eight, I had an encounter with a black-eyed kid. At the time, me and my family lived in Campo Grande, MS, Brazil. We lived in a deserted place with no neighbors, only a few trees around. The house was fully surrounded by walls, no way to enter it without being let in. And besides that, we had cameras and a dog, so... There's literally no way to not know someone was in the house. At night, I was watching TV in my parents' bedroom because I couldn't sleep. My sister and brother were in their respective rooms. I get thirsty, so I left my parents' bed and went to the kitchen. No lights on because I had no fear until then. So in the way to the kitchen, there's a corridor that leads to all of the bedrooms. The TV room and then the kitchen. When I was going through the TV room, I hear a knocking on glass. So I turn to my right, and I see in the reflection of our glass cabinet, a girl with pitch black eyes, a white dress, and two ponytails behind me in the TV room. I instantly run back to my parents' bedroom and told my parents. They rushed to see if they could find someone, but they couldn't. Me and my parents couldn't sleep through the night, and my brother and sister that were already sleeping had nightmares. Since my parents are really Catholic, the next day they called a priest to bless the house. I never saw the girl again, but I never left my bedroom at night, too. At the time, I didn't know about the black-eyed kid's legend. I learned about it years later when I told one of my friends what I saw, because we were talking about strange experiences, and he told me about the black-eyed kids. The strange part is, that spirit was never let in. How was she inside? There's no way someone normal could even sneak in past the walls and even the house. We don't live in the same house anymore, and not even in the same state, but the glass cabinet is still with us. So that was... A collection of cryptid stories. Hopefully you all enjoyed this video. If you did, please go down a little bit below the video, hit that comment button, and leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought. Which story was your favorite? If you had one. If not, just be all like, hey, all the stories are great and I really liked it. Thanks, bro. And if you didn't like it, be like, hey, I didn't really like this one. Thanks, bro. Or if you are indifferent, be like, meh, I'm indifferent, bro. I'd appreciate it. Anything you want to do, it's, it's up to you, really. Um... Your beautiful face and beautiful hands can put whatever words you want to put, and I'll probably heart it, thumbs up it, maybe comment back. Most of the time I do. Uh, most of the time. Not all the time. But most of the time. 
Anyways, if you did enjoy this and would like more content like this or content that is so different, it's like comparing birdie birds to refrigerators, consider subscribing to the channel if you're new. And also hit the thumbs up button. If you're not new to the channel, still hit the thumbs up button, but, uh, you know, thank you for not being new, I guess. I don't know. Newbies are always welcome as well, so really, it's it, that sentence didn't make a whole lot of sense. If you want early access to my content, however, this is a totally different topic, you can hit that join button down below, or go to patreon.com slash asthereavendreams, and subscribe on my Patreon. For literally $1 a month, you get early access to pretty much all of my content. Sometimes I drop them the day of, and early access isn't that early in that case, but most of the time, like 93% of the time, it's early, by several days actually. I was ahead until the AC broke, and now I'm not anymore, but we don't go there. Anyways, I love you all. I hope you know that. Hope you know you're valid, you're loved, you are appreciated, and if I could, I'd give you a hug, and I would tell you everything will be okay. But I can't, so I'm just going to put my mouth up to the microphone as close as I can and tell you everything will be okay. So in three, two, one, everything will be okay. All right, now everybody have a great day. I will see you in the next video, but until then, sleep well.